Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, April the 11th, 2023, 4 11 2023, hashtag World Parkinson's Day. Marking the birthday of Dr. J. Parkinson and the efforts made to increase awareness of the terrible disease, as well as acknowledge all the great work that's dedicated to preventing and finding a cure. On a personal note, my mother passed away from Parkinson's disease about four years ago, so I unfortunately know firsthand how terrible of a disease it is. Today is also National Pet Day, a day to give your pets some extra love and also a day meant to encourage people to adopt a pet. And of course, every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. In the headlines, if you have travel today or maybe work at an airport, be careful. A new warning from the FBI about using those free charging stations for your phone in airports and at hotels. The FBI says the bad guys, the hackers, have figured out ways to use public USB ports to infect your device by loading tracking software that would, of course, expose your personal information. Things like password accounts, bank accounts, etc. could all be vulnerable. There goes one more convenience thanks to the douchebags in the world. And police in Louisville, Kentucky, confirming the shooter in yesterday's deadly bank shooting was an employee of the old National Bank. Five innocent people guilty of only going to work on a Monday morning were killed. Nine others, including two police officers, injured. Police who reportedly arrived quickly and acted quickly shot and killed the shooter. And only hours later, at Monday's White House press briefing, when reports of the suspect suffering from mental illness were already circulating. We've watched Republican official after Republican official after Republican official double down on dangerous bills that make our schools, that makes our places, places of worship, that makes our communities less safe while too many Americans are paying with their lives. That is Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, of course, at yesterday's briefing. Last night, Eric Bowling spoke with A.W.R. Hawkins, Second Amendment columnist from Breitbart. Welcome back to the show, A.W.R. It's like every time something happens, they just they go apoplectic, they start grabbing at guns, and we call you in to explain to the Biden administration how things work in America. Go for it. All right. You know, I watched uh, the White House uh, press conference where they pushed the gun control. You're talking about, of course, Biden's release. Uh, you know, I've watched the other gun controllers push gun control. What you don't understand, I know you do, Eric, and your audience does. These people don't understand. This attacker was killed. So any punishment they met out right now is not directed toward him. It's directed toward me, Eric, toward you toward the other owners of the 430 plus million guns in this country that were not used illegally this morning. Why? That's what gun control does. It punishes the folks who didn't commit the crime. Uh, and if the left really wants to get serious, they got to figure out. They're going to have to drop this defund the police language that is alive and well again in Chicago because of the new mayor-elect. They're going to have to drop that get serious about punishing criminals, keeping them off our streets. And uh, 
we're going to have to get serious about having security in our buildings. That's what we have to do. We don't punish gun owners. Columnist A.W.R. Hawkins on the balance with Eric Bowling. As you likely know, here in Florida, where I live and Eric lives, Governor DeSantis recently passed constitutional carry, allowing every permitted gun owner the right to carry their firearm, meaning if you have a gun permit, you don't need a separate permit to carry your firearm. Got an Uber driver, and I'm talking to him about about this. He's Cuban. He came over. He just got his citizenship. And he said, yeah, the one thing, though, I love Florida. I love Governor DeSantis. I love Trump. I love everything Republican. But this whole thing about, you know, the, the new law down here is you get constitutional carry. You don't need a separate license to carry a firearm in, in Florida. You, you get your constitutional right given to you here in Florida. And he didn't like that. I said, let me ask you something, Mr. Uber driver. How many bad guys have guns? And he's like, well, yeah, there's a lot of gun violence. So you want to take a gun away from me and you, but you want the bad guys to still continue to be able to get guns. 420 million firearms means there's a lot more that may be going back and forth between the bad guys. We need an armed citizenry to protect ourselves from the jerks in, in, in California, in Chicago, and the clown in the White House who doesn't even know what AR-15 stands for, AWR. Oh, no, you you're exactly right. And you know that Uber driver, and he may have made an honest mistake uh, in his thinking, but a lot of people in their thinking, they buy into this lie, Eric, that uh, if we put up a sign that says no guns allowed, well, criminals won't carry. Or if we make a concealed carry permit hard to get, then criminals won't carry. Criminals aren't waiting for those kind of things. They're waiting to prey on people they believe are defenseless. And so the constitutional carry in Florida and the other 25 states where it exists all that does is levels the playing field. Now the criminal's got to think. He's got to think because his victim, be it a man or a woman, that victim may be armed. And criminals got to give that a, a second thought. One million percent. And, and let's let's this guy was here's the problem. The citizenry is misinformed. I said to him, you still have to get a background check to buy a gun. You can't just right. walk into a store and buy it and, and, and have a felony record or or be on, on meds for for, you know, for psychosis. You still have to qualify to own the gun. You just don't need to go another step to get a qualification, a license to carry because it's your constitutional right. The Balance with Eric Bowling is weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Today, President Biden is headed to Belfast, Ireland, where he'll mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. That was the peace deal brokered by the United States that helped end decades of violence in that country between Catholics and Protestants. Former New York Republican Congressman Peter King, who was a part of brokering the agreement, spoke with Newsmax. First of all, the Good Friday Agreement was supposed to be the Holy Thursday Agreement. And then that last day, both sides started making different requests. Uh, on the Unionist side, they wanted suddenly all the weapons to be turned over uh, immediately. They didn't want to have a north-south uh, uh, conflict group to uh, resolve issues. So all this was going on that final day. And I was on the phone from Washington talking to the White House, talking to Belfast, talking to people in the Irish government on the Sinn Féin side. And all of them. And it was just uh, I, I went to sleep finally at one o'clock in the morning. And then I, I got a call the next morning from the White House telling me that they closed the deal. But after all those years, I mean, you can say 800 years or 300 years or 25 years, no matter how you want to add it up. The fact is that it was uh, it was been going on and it came very close to an agreement. And then the last minute it seemed to un un unravel. And actually, again, I'm Republican, but I give Bill Clinton the credit. He was probably on the phone literally in the middle of the night 
and uh, basically uh, agreed and offered and agreed to be the guarantor of the agreement. That if because each party was afraid that if they uh, made the concessions, the other side would take advantage of it. And uh, Bill Clinton uh, agreed to have the U.S. be a unofficial guarantor, and that's really kept the peace now for 25 years. It's not perfect, but it's nothing like it was before. Uh, you know, there's no troops in the streets. There's no barbed wire. There's no tanks or armored cars. And uh, whatever differences there are, are really uh, uh, incidental. Uh, they, uh, uh, no way is the way it was before uh, in the yeah. 70s and 80s, early 90s. There were bombings everywhere from all sides. That's former New York Congressman Peter King on American Agenda, 2 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. It's always so much fun and so interesting to go back in time and hear about American history and world history like that. So President Biden will be in Northern Ireland to mark that event, the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, which was supposed to be the Holy Thursday Agreement. On Thursday, Biden will address the Irish Parliament. Last week, I told you spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre said the president is expected to speak about his family and his Irish roots. Oh boy, story time with Joe. Get the Guinness ready. Or more likely the uh, Jameson. You'll need that. And back in Washington, Newsmax. Chief White House correspondent James Rosen is working to get answers about all those leaked government documents that have been turning up on the internet. Is the, is the U.S. government effectively in the position of, uh, of crouching and waiting for the next bombshell to hit on Telegram or Twitter? Uh, you're in a position where you simply don't know how long this is going to go on or how many documents are going to be published? We don't, we don't know what's out there, James. Um, we don't know uh, who's responsible for this. And we don't know if uh, they have more that the, they, they intend uh, to post. So we're watching this and monitoring it as best we can. But the truth and the honest answer to your question is we don't know and is that a matter of concern to us you're darn right it is so there you go that's national security council spokesman john kirby they just don't know at least he was honest and white house correspondent james rosen brings you updates from washington throughout the day on newsmax as the house oversight and accountability committee continues its investigation into the biden's international business dealings the house judiciary committee is headed to new york city for a field hearing it'll be hosted by jim jordan to discuss the policies of District Attorney Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor who last week charged President Trump. We get more from Prime News with Jen Pellegrino. A spokesperson for his office said this today, quote, don't be fooled. The House GOP is coming to the safest big city in America for a political stunt. This hearing won't engage in actual efforts to increase public safety, such as supporting national gun legislation and shutting down the iron pipeline. Again, this coming from the man who's downgraded 52% of felony cases to misdemeanors and has presided over, over the 22% increase in New York major crimes. To discuss this hearing, I'd like to welcome someone from the House Judiciary Committee, Florida Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman, always great to have you here in studio. Well, thanks for having me. And it seems that New Yorkers are clinging to their yoga mats in fear as a consequence of the streets being turned over to the criminal element. And what we know, Jen, is that this didn't happen by accident. I remember when Rudy Giuliani was mayor and all Americans took such pride in New York, in the progress and the success and the ambition. It was viewed as a place where you went to make your dreams come true. And now New York is a uh, slug it out fest with whatever person was just released on cashless bail 
or had their matter downgraded. And so our hope is to showcase how the outcomes, more violent streets, more damage to people's lives, is not an accident, but it's a direct consequence of policy choices that we hope are not made in other parts of the country. And, you know, he calls it the safest big city in America, which, again, laughable, um, especially if you live there. I think a lot of people would disagree with that, no matter how much they live in New York City. I understand you'll be hearing from some of the victims of Bragg's soft on crime policies. Tell us about that, um, because it's also not just people of New York or people that visit New York, but the police officers, too. You look at them and, and how they've been victimized by this, dealing with this uptick in crime, oftentimes, oftentimes being the targets themselves of these crimes. We are very proud of law enforcement all over the country. And when politicians embrace policies that put the criminals over law enforcement and over law-abiding citizens, that really makes the men and women in blue sitting ducks in many cases. And a lot of the policing reforms pursued by Democrats are all driven to try to keep the cops in the car, not doing proactive policing, keeping communities safe. And so we want to hear about how that experience has changed, folks. Frankly, I hear from a lot of New York police officers when they make their new forever home in Florida, where we actually respect our law enforcement. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, a member of the House Oversight Committee, which again will be going to New York City next week for a field hearing on crime. Meanwhile, in New York last night, Queens, in fact, a seven-year-old boy, 19-year-old girl killed in a fire that was started by an e-bikes lithium-ion battery. FDNY Chief John Hodgins. The way these fires occur, it's like an explosion of fire, and these occupants had very, ch very little chance of escaping. It just exploded. The people didn't have time to get out. An electric bicycle. And they want every garage in America to have an electric vehicle in it. If I had an electric vehicle with a battery composed of lithium ions, I'd be keeping it outside. In other news, a new survey by the New York Federal Reserve shows prices rising another half percent, which would equate to an annual inflation rate of 4.7%, which is well above the Fed's target rate of 2%. And this comes after all the interest rate hikes that we've had, which have already been causing people to hold off on mortgages, home equity loans, car loans, etc. Tomorrow, we'll get another look at inflation when the Consumer Price Index, that's the CPI, is released. And on Friday morning, retail sales for the month of March will be out as well. Thus far, looking like a positive day on Wall Street this Tuesday. Don't forget, Newsmax TV is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast Xfinity, Dish, DirecTV, Spectrum, and more, as well as platforms like Apple TV, Pluto, Roku, Zumo, and many others. And be sure to get the Newsmax app on your phone so you can watch your favorite shows like Wake Up America, The Chris Salcedo Show, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly Reports, and and more anywhere, anytime you want. Again, that's with the Newsmax app. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for checking out Newsmax Daily. I will see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, stay positive and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.